Our reading today is from John O'Donohue, titled, To Learn from Animal Being. Nearer to the Earth's heart, deeper within its silence, animals know this world in a way we never will. We who are ever distanced and distracted by the parade of bright, windows thought open, their seamless presence is not fractured thus. Stranded between time gone and time emerging, we manage seldom to be where we are, whereas they are always looking out from the here and now. May we learn to return and rest in the beauty of animal being. Learn to lean low, leave our locked minds, and with freed senses feel the earth breathing with us. May we enter into lightness of spirit and slip frequently into the feel of the wild. Let the clear silence of our animal being cleanse our hearts of corrosive words. May we learn to walk upon the earth with all their confidence and clear-eyed stillness so that our minds might be baptized in the name of the wind and light and the rain. Thanks again to all of you for being here today. I just want to offer that up. Thank you for choosing to spend your time here this morning in this space with this community. It means a lot. Our theme for the month of December is light, the practice of blessing. The idea of light, of treasuring, celebrating, waiting for light is reflected no pun intended, in many different religious traditions at this time of year. Earlier in our service, we lit the first Advent candle. Advent means coming or arrival in Latin. And in the Christian tradition, it signifies the approach of Christmas and the birth of Jesus Christ. In the Jewish faith, Hanukkah starts on December 23rd this year. And as some of you may already know, it is called the Festival of Light which celebrates the menorah that burned for eight days straight in the temple in Jerusalem with only one day's worth of oil in it. And for many pagan traditions, these few weeks before the winter solstice on December 21st have traditionally been honored as a time to prepare for light. Specifically, the light will, that will come as the days begin to grow longer as one year ends and a new year begins, as a time of transformation, a transformation of the seasons, of the earth, and of all beings. So a lot of these celebrations have to do with waiting, with anticipation, with looking forward to something that's coming, with celebrating the passage of time and ushering in a new season, new life, it's a wonderful thing to see this passage marked in so many different ways. While the specific beliefs in different, while there may be different specific beliefs in each tradition, there is a foundational beauty to marking time, recognizing and celebrating transformation. It seems, however, that our culture here in the US and, and elsewhere has picked up that idea and run it into the ground. 
So get ready, get your shopping in, get that tree, get those lights hung up, send those cards and bake those cookies. Get ready, the holidays are coming. It's like Thanksgiving is the start of a massive roller coaster that doesn't end until December 25th. I mean, I think you probably already feel it a little bit. How many Black Friday shoppers do we have? Ah, see, no shame, no shame. How many people already have their tree up or are planning to go get it today? You know, it's gonna snow, so I would go right after church, don't wait. There's no shame in admitting it. If I wasn't sick, I'd be going right to the tree stand myself, so don't feel bad. But right here and right now, in these next few moments, let's take a breath and let's just like strip away all of that anticipation, all that waiting, all that preparing and all that planning, all those lists you're making in your heads. Let's just be here for the next little while in this space with each other. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard for me. I have a hard time slowing down and being present. You think I'm preaching this sermon for you, but I'm actually preaching it for myself. I have a hard time not thinking in my head what needs to happen next, or more likely ruminating about what just happened. Usually before I finish a thing, I'm already on to the next thing in my head, and then even beyond that, thinking about the, next, the thing after that. So this past week, I, uh, without planning it, had a lot of extra downtime because of the, th well, because of the Thanksgiving holiday, and I was thrilled. I made plans to get my tree. I was going to start my Christmas shopping. I was going to get Christmas cards. I was going to kick into Christmas gear. I love Christmas every year, and I was very excited. And then, spoiler alert, I got sick. The kind of sick where you just don't leave the house for a few days, where you lay on the couch watching lots and lots of Netflix. I've seen all the Christmas movies, so if you need recommendations, come talk to me afterwards. The kind of sick where you go through a box of Kleenex, the big one, in a day. That kind of sick, that's what happened to me and is still happening a little bit, as you can tell. So all of those Christmas plans just kind of vanished into thin air. I felt really sorry for myself for the first few days. I mean, I was being cheated of my opportunity to start my Christmas season. I was being cheated of the opportunity to use downtime to be busy. I was being cheated on the opportunity to do extra work and to not let myself rest. But rest I did for days on end. I shortened my Thanksgiving travel plans and I took to the couch for hours and hours and hours. And I started to notice things I never noticed before. For example, I have a plant in my bedroom. Confession, I'm way more of an animal person than a plant person. I hope you don't hold that against me. So I have one plant, because that's all I can reasonably keep alive. And I keep the cats alive too, so. But this week I looked at that plant for probably the first time since I bought it a couple months ago, and I noticed all the new growth on it. I've been watering it, I've been making sure, to, you know, but I haven't really looked at it. And I looked at it this morning and I noticed how much taller it is. It's like this much taller than when I bought it three months ago. It's so exciting. Um, another time I spent an inordinate amount of time watching the light move, the sunlight move across my living room floor 
and how it starts in one corner of the room and by the end of the day it's all the way over here. I know, when you're sick these are the things that fascinate you, but I did this. I also noticed how the quality of the light changes over the course of the day. It's much brighter and sharper in the morning, but by late afternoon it gets dusky and kind of opaque and really warm, almost orange. A few times I opened a window too and just stood there for a minute and just breathing in the cold air in these overstuffed, heated apartments, you know, especially when you're sick, you need some fresh air. So I would open the window and just breathe and feel the cold air on my face and in my nose and down my throat in a way that I usually don't do. And this probably won't come as much of a surprise. I spent a lot of time watching my cats, how they slept, how one of my cats wraps his little paw across his face when he's really deep in sleep. It's so cute. How they communicate with each other, how long it takes them to give themselves a bath, and how like intricate a process it is. It was fascinating. It was just miraculous to me to have time to be still and witness all of the life that goes on around me that I don't spend much time looking at. When I stop looking forward or backward, and look around me, there's a whole world waiting to be seen. And none of it's life-changing per se, but it was still life being lived, life that I rarely took the time to notice. Our reading this morning by the late Irish poet John O'Donohue encourages us to sink into our animal being, to be present to the world around us, and quote, learn to lean low, leave our locked minds, and with freed senses, feel the earth breathing with us. At this time of year, it's a lot easier to lean forward than lean low, isn't it? It's a lot easier to stay firmly inside those locked minds with our lists and our tasks. And what Christmas card have you ever seen that wishes for you to feel the earth breathing with you? I actually would love that card. <laughs> and yet the earth does breathe with us because the earth is part of our interconnected web of existence. As humans, it's all too easy to forget about the non-human life that's part of our world too. That the earth is constantly moving and changing and transforming around us all the time. That the rhythm of the seasons, light moving into dark, and back into light again. Don't play by our timetables and our to-do lists and our holiday shopping plans. Now, we will all likely be taken up by the holiday bustle at some point this month, and that is okay. I'm here to tell you that is okay. But as we enter this wonderful and hectic season, I ask you, in fact, I beg you, don't let the bustle keep you. Embrace your breath and feel it moving with the earth. Embrace your ability to be present to the life around you, to the light around you, and to the rhythm of the seasons changing. Just stand for a moment in the awe of the year that is coming to a close and offer yourself blessings for what you have done. And more importantly, mercy for the things you have left undone. In doing so, you give yourself 
the grace that you so willingly offer to everyone else at this time of year. So look out from the here and now, friends. Free your senses and endeavor to be present. Present to yourselves, to each other, and to the whole world that is breathing around you. Bear witness to the cycles of light and dark and cherish the life-giving blessing of being a part of this web of existence. That is my prayer for you in this changing season. May it be so. Amen.